one was checked. The puck sat there for a moment. Now York is shot. Score! Ken York's first in the natural. And it's 2-1 Philadelphia. This is episode 85 of the Liberty Yell. Danny Deemer here with Chris Stompo. As always, how are you, buddy? Well, that was incredibly boring, that <laughs> preseason. I can't lie. Glad it's over. Oh, absolutely. But it doesn't seem like it's going to get much better. But I'm absolutely glad it is over. Yeah, I mean, I know preseason for pretty much every sport is, is bad. But, I mean, you get to a certain a certain point with preseason with hockey where you're just like, can this please get over with? I'm ready for the games to count. Even if we lose, I'm still ready for the games to count. <laughs> and, by the way, these... Games in the regular season better not go into overtime like every other two games. I'm not staying up to watch them lose in overtime. Just get it over with in regulation, lose, so I don't have to stay up and watch 3v3. Watch us get skated around in 3v3. I'm, I'm okay. What were your thoughts about last night's game against the Islanders at home? Just like bleh. All the way down to the lineup itself. I mean, I didn't really think anything much of it. Uh, nobody played well, particularly. I mean, I thought uh, Cates was good. Um, Frost was good. Obviously, Lawton had a goal, but Lawton's camp as a whole was pretty underwhelming, in my opinion. I haven't really been that impressed with him. Um, Grossnick's been terrible. <laughs> I mean, I took a, I took a, <laughs> a lot more bad things away than I did good. Which, I mean, I know it's preseason, and, I mean, you get these things out of the way now rather than later. But, I mean, there are a lot of guys on this team who haven't played a lot of hockey this uh, this preseason, man. I mean, you have Konechny, he's played a game. Hayes has played a couple games. Hart has not even played one game yet. Obviously, Farabee is close on his way back to returning. But, I mean, there's just a lot of guys when it's the Atkinson's, another guy who didn't even play a preseason he game. He didn't even play. Yeah, that's unbelievable. So there are a lot of guys going into the 13th that haven't played hockey um, in an actual game in a really long time. So, I mean, it's it's worrisome. I just came out of last night worse. I mean, like you said, it was just boring. The entire preseason was just get this over with. Yeah. Even the only it, takeaway is, like, they do play hard, but they're just so underskilled. And that's just obvious. Like, no matter how hard you play, I mean, it can't stay 1-1 forever. Like, Especially the lineup last night. Well, you were just, I mean, it, it wasn't the typical, oh, last preseason game, you're going to probably throw your the, the team that you're going to see out there. I mean, they can't even do that if you, even if they wanted to right now because of all the guys that are injured. So it's just uh, underwhelming. This entire preseason has been very underwhelming, especially after that 2-1 win to start it off against Boston. You kind of, all right, maybe they can you know, kind of get some things going here, but then it was just, all right. I had my hopes up too high for that. Sabers gave ter- Washington gave terrible. Yeah, I mean, like I just said before we hit record, outscored sixteen to eight in six preseason games. It's not ideal, man. It's not ideal, and it sucks to see because the goalies have been good. Like Arison, uh, Torch joked about it today in his like, media availability. Oh, has he let a goal up yet? kind of joking around which is I mean it's it's true I mean he's been standing on his head his entire preseason Sandstrom when healthy has been really good um, obviously we haven't seen Hart but I mean Gerstnick's been I mean he can't if even Harrison be played that full game last night they win yeah I really believe probably that. honestly he was I mean, locked in 
Uh, Grostick has given up some soft goals this preseason. I mean, goals where you're just kind of throwing your hands up like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know it's preseason, but I mean, you got to get these, you know, it's just. Yeah, the one where like York got burnt. I mean, you got to bail him out there, man. That's that, that soft ass backhand. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We'll like, get into that. Out. We'll get into that in a little bit, but um, actually, let's get into it right now. Uh, the Flyers did make some more cuts today. Uh, they announced what was it, like around like twelve one uh, forwards: Tyson Forster, Oli Lexell, defenseman Adam Ginning, Adam Car. Um, I don't know how to say Karashek. I think his name is. Uh, and then Cam York was sent down. He's the big name in that group. And then goaltender Pat Nagel was sent down. And then forwards Adam Brooks, Max Wilman, and defenseman Louis Bellapito have been placed on waivers uh, to for the purpose of sending them down. So, um, and then Avon, J.R. Avon, was assigned to the OHL. So, some moves were made today, Danny. And the Cam York one especially is the hot-button topic of the fan base today. Everyone's talking yeah. about it. Some people are on both sides of the fence. It's a good discussion that's happening right now. I mean, it's a... It is. It really you is. Know what? It, it's one that I think I'd be on the other side of the fence on just a couple of years ago. I really, I really feel that way. But it's, it's to the point now where we need to set a standard. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you can see both sides, but the side that I kind of are am standing on now is, I mean, if we want to sit here and we want to preach accountability, I and mean, that was the main thing in the summer. Hey, we need to bring somebody in here that's going to uh, preach accountability throughout the organization. I mean, this is what we're seeing. I mean, this kid. We can't hand a spot to a kid just because his name's Cam York. And I understand that he's a good player right now. He could probably play in the NHL fine right now because we've seen him already do it. But you can't hand a spot to a kid his age, how of, of his of his skill set. You can't just hand it to him, especially with a new hire like Torts. So I mean, I think if you did kind of just give it to him and be like, yeah, we understand you didn't really have that strong of a camp. You didn't. Grab a spot which we wanted you to. I mean, they challenged him towards management. They all challenged to the, him to the media too, publicly. Yeah. So, and he didn't. He, he didn't do what they wanted him to do. So, I mean, I personally have no problem with it. I could see why you would have a problem with it. Like basically saying, yeah, I understand. York may not have had the best camp, but he's definitely better than Nick Sealer. <laughs> I, I could definitely understand that argument, but I'm trying to look at it as. Uh, what's best for York's development right now? Is it best for him to, to to go into Lehigh, gain confidence, do his thing, and then ultimately be back up probably in a couple of weeks? Maybe he'll get the the Fairme treatment from like twenty nineteen. You never know. I was know. just gonna reference that. Yeah, so that's what it's eerily similar. That's why it's like I'm not even panicking because I know if he goes down there and does his thing, he could be back in a couple of weeks. Like it's not, it's not a death sentence like I said earlier. And like that's the thing that it comes down to. He didn't ultimately. He did not come into camp and take a spot, and that's what you were looking for. And yeah, what was there a little leeway for York to to grab that spot at the beginning of camp? Absolutely, he was definitely the, the front runner in my book, in, in in your book, in a lot of people's book. He was, but ultimately, he did not take that spot and run with it. Like yeah, you're getting challenged. You're getting called out by your coach to to show more. And the game he had last night, I mean. Adder's been better than him, hands down. It's written in stone. And, I mean, he hasn't had the best preseason in the world. But, I mean, Zamula's been better. Adder's been better. So, I mean, those are two guys that are still here. And Torch shouted out Adder at the press conference today. He was like, if you think that I was going to send down Adder after he fought Johnson last night, you're nuts. He was like, that's what we need. And, and it's not 
it's not just solely about the fact that he fought Johnson and basically got his ass kicked. I, I, I think it goes a lot further than that. Torch wants people, want players in here fighting for each other and bringing that kind of standard to the team and showing guys like, hey, you play this hard every, night in, night out, you will be playing. So I think him keeping him around for a little bit more is basically trying to send that message. I think right now it was just button pushing for Torts. So this is 100%. what we're seeing. It's not like we're a playoff team anyway, so it's... And that's another thing. People are getting mad like we're about to compete for a cup. Like, who cares? This is already going to be a dumpster fire of a season. Who gives a shit if York plays the first couple of weeks in Lehigh? Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> we want Bedard anyway, right? <laughs> that's the end goal. I mean, I know it's so out there, and I don't even like entertaining the conversation, but it's still plausible. It could happen. I mean, if they're as bad as we think they're going to be... Well, I mean, we'll see. Honestly, I mean, you have to think they're going to be that bad person. I can't really name a Metro team, I think, that we're going to beat out in the standings. And it looks like some of the teams that were once rough in the Atlantic division are now taking steps, like Buffalo, Detroit. I mean, I I could see it, dude. We're definitely going to be bottom of the East, I assume. Yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, absolutely. But real quick, just to start out the pod, we want to do a quick little who stood out in camp kind of thing. Uh, go back and forth and kind of bounce off our bounced ideas off our heads. So who was the number one guy who stood out for you in camp? Morgan Frost. Yeah? Yeah. Ahead of, ahead of Noah Cates? Yeah. Why? Ahead of Noah Cates. Let me hear the explanation. I mean, he had three points on seven of our total goals. <laughs> yeah, and did. I just think he's more physical. He's playing in all areas. Looks confident. Looks like a guy on the team that everyone kind of goes to and has a good relationship with. Seems like he's fitting in nicely. Torts likes him as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's kind of like knocked the doors down, but if I had to say, it would my number one guy would be probably Noah Cates. I mean, every time you look up, he's doing something right on the ice, whether that's making a stick lift being in the right spot to break a pass up in the neutral zone. I mean, whatever it is, he's he, he's doing it. But offensively, it would be Frost. I mean, he's leading the, the team five games played, three points, all assists. Um, he's leading the team in face-off percentage at 60%. He has won 60% of his face-offs. 73 face-off total, he's won 44 of them. He, that's, and then Lawton's right behind him at 56%. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's done. He's come in here and done the things that we've asked him to do, and that's be tougher to be, be tougher to play against against the boards, win puck battles, be a little bit more confident offensively, shoot the puck more. I mean, he he's done that, so he's definitely going to be on the team. I'm disappointed in the camps of Allison, Forster, and York, and Tippett. I got I I gotta throw Tippett in there, man. He hasn't yeah, really done. But like, I honestly didn't really. My expectations of Tippett aren't like that high so i mean i guess i'm just not really surprised like he, he just kind of is what he is you know yeah i feel like me and you haven't really been huge it's kind of just a wait and see thing with us i mean because we haven't really watched a lot of him play a lot of hockey so we don't really know too much about like him. it's clear he's not a star or a top offensive player he's just i think to me he's a depth player yeah i think you can uh, hope that he could be a 20 25 goal guy i mean tops 25 i, mean, I don't see him being a 30 35 goal guy but I still think he could be a nice little bottom six player. Um, another guy, Erson. I don't know if you threw him in there. Did you say him? That's impressed me and Camp, at least. I did not, but he he's so solid. And then, obviously, Sandstrom, before he went down. Still haven't had an update about him. 
So so wait, is Carter Hart okay? Is he just not playing? Like, I mean, I don't know. They're kind of like putting us in the dark with the whole Carter Hart situation. If I had to guess, he would be playing if it was a regular season. Because I mean, today program would basically be basically said if it was. The regular season, I'd be playing. I don't it, know is, it, it is just kind of weird how there's some guys who just didn't even get a single rep. Though. Not one. It is. It's like I've never seen that before. I mean, yeah, not in hockey. I mean, in, in other sports like football, I've seen like obviously quarterbacks and like star some star wide receivers would not play all the preseason. But hockey, a game that you need your legs to get moving, you got to get in the sort of flow of the game. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really seen anything like that. It is weird, and I'm interested to see how it's going to affect the start of the season. I really do. Like, no wonder why we've been so incredibly boring on offense. <laughs> Every good, semi-good offensive player we have has just not been playing. What's, uh, it's like, yeah. I, I can't keep watching Hodgson every night. Oddly enough, I did like some games from McEwen. Can't lie, but McEwen's McEwen, so take that for what you want. His last game, the, the last game against the Islanders yesterday, was the only game where I noticed he was on the ice. So, I mean, if that's... If that's saying he had like a quote unquote good game, then I guess he had a good game. But I mean, that was the only time I was like, "Oh, Zach McEwen's still on the team. Awesome, that's cool." But he'll probably make the roster because of uh, because they just sent back not sent back Hodgson, but I mean Hodgson's kind of on the bubble right now. But let's go over the line real quick, just so we kind of know who we're talking about and who's still here. So uh, JVR Hayes Konechny would be the top line if the season started today. Noah Cates, Frost, Atkinson, Allison, Lawton, Tippett, Delorier, Jackson, Case, McEwen, and then Hodson and Tandles this year are kind of the bubble guys if you're going to talk forwards because you still have Couturier, Brown, and then Fair be still hurt. So that's your forward group. And then defense, Provorov, D'Angelo, Sandheim, Risto, Sealer, Braun, and then Cotton, Zamula, and Adder are all still there. So that's who's still in the mix. So there's still some cuts to be made. Um, a lot of injury questions to be answered before we really know what kind of lines they're going to be running. I mean, Torch did say today that he's going to start with that early this week with trying, uh, trying to get some kind of lines together and see where things are going to fall into place with all these injury concerns. I mean, it's a lot of questions going into a season, Danny. It's kind of worrisome. Not that we didn't already think it was going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, after the off season, I've kind of just accepted that we're going to be bad. But it should be better than the preseason lineups, I guess. I mean, I would hope. <laughs> I mean, uh, hopefully Atkinson's back. Fairview will probably be back in a couple of games. Hayes, Lawton. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to look better, but not that much better. I mean, if Nick Sealer is going to be my my fifth defenseman, man, my, my third left-handed defenseman. I mean, if you would have told me that before the season started, I would have been like, what? I know the season's going to suck, but what? <laughs> Nick Sealer, like, he's still here. I remember when we signed him. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. As long as he's not playing in the top six, that's cool. But here he is, probably going to start the season out next to Braun. Unreal, dude. Like, that, that's that's where that's where we're at right now. Chuck Fletcher, man. Who is your backup goalie, though? If you were at the pit, I mean, obviously Sandstrom's hurt, so I mean, the only option would be Urson, huh? Yeah, that's got to yeah. be a lock now. You would think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not Grossnick. I'll tell you that much. He's given up some. No, I'm actually, I'm so tired of watching that guy. I'm sorry, he's just too many weak ones. 
I mean, what did I say a couple podcasts ago? He's a 30-something-year-old goal who, sold, who has seen four NHL games in his career. Uh, we know what that guy is. Let's give it to one of the young guns. Let's see what they'll do with the backup spot. And knock on wood, but, I mean, we don't really know too much about this heart injury. Urson might be starting <laughs> the opening night against the, the Devils on the 13th. I mean, it looks that way. Yeah, I mean, so if any of these guys are going to be starting on the 13th, it's better be Erickson or Sandstrom, if Sandstrom's healthy, obviously. So, I mean, it's not really a a topic to have a huge discussion about. It really isn't. I mean, it's a pretty simple. He's just hasn't been good. He's been awful. He's been actually been awful. All right, let's get into the questions from Twitter. There's not a lot of them. Bleed orange and black. My guy. Let's fucking go, boys. How long do you think the boys will take to get towards system rocking? Who do you want to see more? The Flyers in first year of Torts or Lehigh Valley in the youth development? See, I think the the first question is actually pretty um it's a it's a topic that I've been thinking about for a while because I mean Torts has been saying it throughout the summer, kinda in the beginning of training camp, that this might take a while and this might be ugly in the beginning, so I do think it's going to take a little bit to kind of get the system down because they've just started systems and, and, and breakouts and all that, I think, either this week or, or or last week. I mean, they've just started to kind of implement what Torch wants to do with the team. So, yeah, I think it's going to take a couple of weeks into the season to get things going. And, um, I mean, obviously I'm a, lot, I'm a little bit more excited to see the Flyers. But, I mean, it is going to be interesting to keep tabs on the fandoms this year down there because they're going to be a lot of players. I mean, right now, Tyson, Forrester, Desnoyers, Wisdom, York. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting players down there, for sure. For who do I want to see more? I mean, there's there's not really anyone I want to see more of, personally. I think everyone's getting proper, proper roles, proper positions. I mean, maybe Morgan Frost, but I think he's getting plenty of playing time. Like, I've seen nothing but Morgan Frost this preseason, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's played in almost every game. I think he's played in five of the six. Seamus, will the team be this boring all year? Yes. They're going to be a very defensive team that plays in 2-1, 3-2 games that's going to try to just suppress you <laughs> and kind of just block your shots and try to try to beat you that way. I mean, it's not going to be a high-scoring team at all, so don't expect that. Yeah, with the style they play, unless they're winning – Consistently, it's going to be very boring. I mean, this might be a hot take considering how bad the power play was last year, but I mean, maybe you can bank on the power play not scoring at a 14% rate, so maybe they'll be a little bit better to watch. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but honestly, I doubt it. <laughs> Giroux gone, yeah. no new additions. I don't know. I, I just refuse to believe that you can be that bad on the power play. I mean, even with G here, it looked like they had, it looked like they didn't play on a power play before. I mean, it was mind-blowing how they just stood in one spot, didn't move their feet, didn't try to find soft spots, didn't try to zip the puck around or anything like that. It was just just stagnant. Just, oh, let me just pass the puck here, go to the outside, and just throw a, a flubber on that. I mean, that's what our power play has been for the last, what, five years, six years? It's been frustrating stuff, dude. Jacuzzi, sign or trade Sanheim? Also, is anyone hitting 25 goals this year? I uh, hope. 
Uh, yeah, Jeez. yeah, Atkinson and JVR. That's probably like my two picks. Yeah, you think JVR twenty five piece? That'd be nice. I doubt it. The way he's looked this preseason. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, we know what JVR is, Mister. I'm gonna go invisible for eleven games, and then that's when I'll score my my six goals in eight games clip. Yeah, I guess like the Sabers. Yeah, Sabers and the Senators. Sign or trade Sandheim? I mean, I feel like me and you have had this conversation on here multiple times. We're, we're, we're team trade Sandheim. Yeah. And it's not because we, like, hate Sandheim or just, uh, like, want to get him out of here. We just think he's an attractive asset for other teams to pick up. He's on an expiring deal, and he's probably going to get paid, what, around five, six mil? That'd at be some more term. than that. Nah, I think yeah, he'll get probably more than that at some term, too, as well. With the way our defensive look, I mean, we have a guy in Ryan Ellis who I, I haven't even seen play yet. He's been <laughs> on the team for two years. Um, Tony D'Angelo, we just went out and got another $5 million defenseman. So, Yeah, I think Sandheim is going to look or try to command like six or maybe, yeah. The, the sad reality is it's either trade Sandheim or re-sign him, and we're just we're in a log jam for a long time defensive-wise. Yeah. You re-sign Sandheim, you're playing – you're paying Provorov, D'Angelo, Sanheim, Risto, all that money for a mediocre top four. I mean, I mean, and like a lot of people were gonna throw like, oh, York could definitely step in, which I do think York could step in and play that top four role right now. But I mean, they're just playing. I mean, Torts likes his ability. He knows what kind of player he could be, so they're kind of being hard on him right now. But I mean, I do think in the long run. Especially at the end of the season, if we come back to this conversation, I do think it's going to be okay. I, I could definitely see York playing in the top four next year. I mean, I think I don't think that's crazy to say. I mean, yeah, I know he didn't have the best camp in the world, but I mean, I, I'm pretty confident in him bouncing back from this and being okay. So, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. A, I think that's why there's no panic in us with this move. Like, no. it's, it's very minor. It feels like you said, like the Farabee thing from the, the 2019 training camp. He yeah. just said, go down there, handle your business, and you'll see me again really soon. And he went down there, te- like tore it up, and came right back up. He was down there for a game. And, then and it helped that. him. Came right back up, and he was better. Yeah. He went down one more time, and then he was at back up for the for the foreseeable future. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think he could go down there, be Cam York, gain, gain your confidence back, and Brian, you'll be back up here because – Nick Sealer's in your spot, so I mean, he's not—he's not taking it away from you by any means. Like you lost this spot, basically is what this happened. Like it's basically what happened. Cam York lost this spot himself. Nobody else to blame but him. I'm confident he'll be back and ready to go. So I'm not worried. That's why there's no panic in us, like you said. Grennan William, eighty-two. What do the Flyers need to do to improve this season? Oh. Just accountability. I, mean, I think they'll, they'll they'll already like naturally improve. I think just with Torres as the coach, like I think you're gonna get I, the end result. I don't think is gonna be a fantastic product, but I think throughout the year you're gonna get a better and better and better product. The more they get comfortable with Torres, but for them to act, like to truly improve this season, it's just on the young guys. Like, yeah, they're the gamble. I had a friend ask me this morning, and it kind of intertwines with this question. It was just, what are your expectations? Not not your expectations, but what are you doing going into the season? Is it a rebuild? What are you looking for? And basically, what they need to do this season is just look for the players that are going to be a part of this team for the next four or six years. Look for the players that respond to the level of accountability, the level of hard work that Torts will demand out of this roster, and see who falls. 
and just go step by step. Like, like you said before we hit pause, Andy, build a foundation. Start from down, uh, start from the very basement, work your way up, and see how things go. I mean, that's the main goal for me. Get better, see how the young guys play, and just kind of build a yeah. foundation of Oh, that's what it's all about. That that's actually that's why we like the York move, I feel like. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what the season is about. It's not about winning. If this was really about winning, then then yeah, I'd be upset that York isn't playing opening night, but it's really not about winning right now. It's about just setting that standard. I know I'm I'm tired of hearing the standard, especially with that documentary, but it's true though. Yeah, it is. When it comes down to it, the best thing for York right now is to to go down there because I don't personally I don't think handing a job to a kid just because his name's Cam York and you had him penciled into that spot previously before camp started that you should just hand him the spot. I don't think it looks good for the organization. I don't think it looks good for the message that this organization has been tr- is trying to send, especially with all that's been going on with the fans and how they can't say anything right without getting 2,000 replies telling them to go fuck themselves. So, I mean, like... I think it would be a bad look. So I mean, yeah, I I agree with the with the decision that they're making because ultimately he's going to be back soon. I I don't think he'll be gone for long. So yeah, like from what we've seen, I think it would be better for him to go down there and get some confidence against the Charlotte Checkers instead of like if he's looking like that right now and he's getting challenged and he's not living up to it. I mean, what's he gonna do against David Posternock? You know what I'm saying? So just yeah, give him let him get more confidence down there. It can't hurt. I mean, it really can't. No, I mean. Like we said, that's the that's the main goal is to, to, to do the right thing for Cam York's development going forward. So the next thing on our uh, little preview list, if you will, was will Uli Luxell make the team? And we have our uh, our answer to that. So, I mean, that this doesn't have to be a crazy discussion. But I was impressed with him overall. It really was, especially coming over from the SHL. It's a little bit of an adapt, like get to adapt to the new ice. Um, yeah, he seemed like he was always like new, getting new chances place. near the net. Yeah, absolutely, and he, I mean he's got skill too. He's got great hands. He's a pretty big kid too. Um, definitely exciting to see what he's going to do down there with Forrester, Wisdom, Desnoyers, Adderd soon probably York. I mean it's it's going to be a fun fun watch down there. So definitely impressed with his camp. Was always a dark horse to make the team, but definitely expect him to be up at some point this season because injuries are going to happen eventually. Um, it always does with this team. Um, but another player, which honestly, my biggest surprise, hasn't been the most impressive, but the, my biggest surprise, Jackson Cates. Jackson Cates has sup- blown, not not blown the doors down, but he's blown my, my doors down that I had set for him, if that makes any sense. Because I did not, I, I mean, I didn't even think he'd still be here at this point in camp. So, I, I didn't think he was this good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to eat my words a little bit. I mean, he is not as bad as I thought he was. He really isn't. Maybe it's just maybe he got a full training camp with his brother. Like, and, who would have thought right? the Kate's brothers would have been kind of one of our saving graces? Kind of a cool story, too. Yeah. Because, like, Noah's really good. I, like, I, Noah's better, obviously. Noah is a really good hockey player. He, he could be a stud. No, seriously. Like, we're we're going to get into him soon. But, I mean, Jackson Case has surpassed all the expectations I had for him this, this camp. And, like I said, he hasn't blown down any doors. But, I mean, he's just been solid. And for a guy who's fighting for a fourth-line role... That's all you have to be. I mean, you throw him in the middle between Delorier and McEwen, I'm not hating that fourth line. I mean, would I rather have Tana Lazinski? 
probably in the center of them too. Yeah, but I mean, I don't care. The Laurier's on that line regardless, so whatever guy you put in the middle, it's it's, it's going to suck to watch. But uh, I, Jackson Cates deserves it in my book right now. I mean, I know Tanner scored last night, but Jackson's just been really good. He's just been a solid player. I mean, he's been better when paired with Cates than when away from Cates. I mean, and I mean, well, I say Cates as if they're not both named Cates. When he's been away from Noah, he's been not as good. Obviously, because this Noah makes him a little bit better because how good of a player he is. But really cool story for sure. And with Noah, I feel like with the kind of player he is, his style of play coming into tort, like how we know Torts likes responsible players, I feel like it's kind of like the perfect storm for him coming right in here into a Torts system. It's perfect for him, and he's yeah. I mean, he's taking yeah. it and he's running with it. Noah's just the kind of player always in the right spot, defensively responsible. So yeah, I mean, he's just he's a torts kind of guy. So is uh Connecty too. Connecty kind of seems like he's been under Torch's wing throughout this this camp if you will. Um another thing that we haven't talked about since our last episode I think uh Couturier. I think we got a little a little update on him about how he doesn't need to have back surgery. So that's good. Um and yeah, he's if still I could watch Sean Couturier before Christmas, I'm really happy. I mean, yeah, that'd be a win in my book. But, I mean, like we just got done saying, uh, obviously this season isn't about winning and the long-term goal isn't a cup. But, I mean, if he's ready to come back, he's ready to come back. But I am in no rush to to see Sean Couturier. I mean, if he ultimately if he, he needs to sit out for the season, he needs to sit out for the season. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, the season's not going to be fun, <laughs> to say the least. So... And with the uh, the captaincy front, Torts announcing he's not going to name one to yeah. begin the year. Uh, you said he said potentially quarter mark of the season, maybe. Yeah, he said maybe. Yeah, couple weeks into the season, see how things go. Which kind of screams it's Couturier to me. Maybe if he'll be back in a couple weeks of the season, and then you give it to him. But I may maybe I'm kind of reading into it a little bit too much. But I don't know. Don't really care about a captain at this point. Nah, I mean, this I'm team, actually glad he didn't name one right away. Fuck no, this team doesn't deserve it. To nobody on this team deserves to be named captain right now. Somebody needs to break out and take that. Yeah, we're in the infancy stage of this new culture that Absolutely. he's trying to build, and we need someone to wait for someone to emerge as like just the guy in it. And when it happens, we'll know. Definitely, it'll jump right out at us, Danny. We'll be sitting on the pod, being like, "Yep, there, there he is." And it might be Couturier, it might be Axon, it might be Provrov. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Patrick Brown's another guy that we didn't talk about last episode. He is dealing with back surgery, I believe. He mm. hasn't been. He had back surgery in the offseason. I don't think he's on the ice yet, so he's another guy to look uh, to look for. Look forward to seeing uh, maybe Novemberish, I guess, maybe Decemberish. We'll see. And then obviously Joel Therapy is extremely close to making his way back. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he played opening night, but obviously you don't want to rush him back. That would be either. awesome. Yeah, would be awesome. But, I mean, like we said with all these other players, if no rush to, to get him back, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Take all the time, especially with the injury history we've had the last couple of years. Please take your time, dude. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing players play through like a core muscle injury for in a lost season and then stunt like the prime of their careers 
just for a lost season. Like, you gotta pre- you gotta appreciate the valiant effort and the care, like the will to win. But at a certain point, it's like, come on, someone's gotta protect this guy from himself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there has to be a, a line needs to be drawn. I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, Wayne Simmons did it years and years ago. Remember me and you talking hey, about too. it? Drew too. Goss despair. G Ghost. Katoria. Yeah. I mean, Katoria plays through anything. Like he really would. We all said he was hurt for like two to three months last season. Like you're like, yeah, oh yeah, he's clearly he's visibly hurt. And then it gets announced, and everyone was like, like oh, a big surprise. Yeah, we sat there in the pod screaming. I mean, we've been we've been watching this guy for eleven years of my life. I know something's wrong with him. <laughs> and I mean, and and there was I mean, so obviously not Sean Couturier and what he usually does in a game. So it did suck to see. It sucks that he's hurt again. But like we said, no rush to get him back. So, but it's, overall, just six incredibly boring games, and I'm just excited to. <laughs> I was just excited to get into the regular season and watch some some high-level hockey again. Absolutely. Definitely won't be from the Flyers, but... Uh, let's do a little like season preview and who, like where we think things are going to happen, where we think we're going to finish kind of Ooh. things. So we open up the season, obviously, at home against the New Jersey Devils on the October 13th, 7 p.m., and then we play two days later. Saturday, Vancouver, 4 p.m. at home, and then we go on a three-game road trip, Tampa Bay, Florida, and Nashville. So Yikes. <laughs> that's the first five, right? So the fans are the first two. It's kind of like, okay, hopefully we're kind of healthy by then, right? <laughs> After the first two games. Maybe if, if Farabee misses the first two, maybe he's back for the Tampa game. That'd be nice. You ready for this? You ready terrifying. for this hot take? No, but yeah. They're starting 2-0. <laughs> Dude, I was I was just thinking that the other day. I was like, after all the fucking shit that we've been talking on them, after this exhausting preseason, they're gonna start two and zero, aren't they? Like, they're gonna yeah, wipe they're gonna get a nice gritty win against the Devils, <laughs> gritty win against the Devils, and then they're gonna come out surprise <laughs> you with like a four one game against Vancouver, and you're, we're all gonna be like, wait a minute, maybe so, and then immediately humbled on that road trip. <laughs> and then that's, there it goes. That's the Flyers' formula, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, not in years past. Like, we usually don't start to... Actually, lately we kind of have. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, I mean, I was talking in terms of just giving you false hope, kind of like the Phillies have the last 11 years. Shout out, Phillies. But... Yeah, it wasn't false this time. Come wasn't on, false this time. Let's go. Friday, 2 o'clock. It's officially fucked the Cardinals week. Oh, yes. Both, bo- both uh, sports. Jalen Hurts is going to sun Kyler Murray. It's going to be great. <laughs> But to, uh, to get back to the, the first two games, I, I, I was just going to say that I think the, the New Jersey game is going to be like a gritty 3-2-2-1 uh, win. And then I was like, I was thinking, uh, Hart's going to come back and, and, and shut Vancouver out, isn't he? And I was I like, mean, they're going to start 2 out. I could. Vancouver usually doesn't start their year as well. Either they're they're a slow starter. At they time, don't. So and it's kind of a revenge game for Hart because his start last year, opening night against Vancouver. He let in some soft goals that game. That, that's right, yeah. So I mean, it would be kind of a revenge game for him. So I, yeah, that's funny that you say that because I was thinking the exact same thing today. Like oh, they're gonna start two and zero, aren't they? And get bent over by Tampa and Florida. Torts is just gonna like I don't know what he's doing, but he's gonna push the right buttons to get them going for the first two. He's just gonna be like we're better conditioned than that. He's gonna have them believing that they're gonna be skating well and they're gonna get them them first two. I'm it's locking not- it. 
that's honestly something interesting to look into when throughout the season, the whole conditioning thing, because there are going to be periods of time where I think we're going to notice it because he really did push these guys. These guys were worked hard. I don't know if you watched the standard thing on YouTube. Well, that's how they're going to win games. They're just going to be like outworking people. Yeah, I mean, that's what Provorov said today. Is that we might not be the most skilled team, but you can bet your ass that we're going to work hard, work the hardest, and go out there and try. So, I mean, I mean, you get that culture instilled, man, and you let it hang around long enough to where your team then gets some skilled players. And I'm obviously I'm thinking down the line. I'm thinking years down the line. But like, if he is able to build this culture successfully, then we reach a point where we can take a next step. Hopefully, with a different general manager. Mm-hmm. That's when it really pays off. That's when the Philadelphia Flyers can be the Flyers again. So, just seeing the early stages of it is going to be cool. It's going to be interesting. It's probably the only reason to watch. I mean, the only reason I'm watching is to see what young kids take the next step, and to see if he can instill some kind of accountability and culture into this team. Those are like my main two things. That's it. I'm not expecting any kind of winning. It just sucks, man. Because we does. were really led to believe like we were going to get a team that we could believe in. Like, yeah, would Johnny Goudreau, this, that, would we be believing in a Stanley Cup? No. But would we be all be there October 13th? Yes. Yeah, well, like, would I be sitting there on the 13th with a Goudreau jersey thinking maybe we can get fourth, fifth seed and kind of make a statement in the playoffs? Yeah. But, right, yeah I'd mean, be thinking to myself, I'd be like, I'd be like, Provorov, Hart, Couturier <laughs> with Goudreau? I'd be like, Frost takes his next step? Yeah, I could talk myself into that <laughs> yeah. so quickly. But no, Danny. Nick DeLaurier, four-year contract. They've given me a team where I can't talk myself into any kind of belief ever. Like, at all. Even, like, a 1% chance in the back of my head kind of belief. I can't even, like, muster up that because it just seems too unrealistic. And, I mean, I know he didn't win a spot out of camp, but I'm about to watch Nick Sealer on my third pair, dude. Like, I thought I got away from this guy last year when the season ended. I, I cannot believe I'm still watching this guy play hockey. That's what like been so brutal about the preseason is you see guys like Frost, Cates, and you're like, all right, well, I mean, they didn't score, but it was interesting watching them zip it around, and like it was it was interesting hockey to watch. And then you see some lines come out, and you're just like, dude, this is just time killer. Like if we don't get scored on, we're just lucky to kill this time. Yeah, I mean the fourth line, the Deloria line, whenever he was out there with like I think like McEwen or somebody. Dude, and I man, mean Hodgson was brutal. Oh, Hodgson's bad, dude. The only three plays <laughs> that Hodgson, Deloria, and McEwen make is skate. Accept the puck in the neutral zone, skate over the blue line, dump the puck, lose the puck race to the puck, throw a hit, and then go chase the play that you're currently behind. That's the that's the only thing they do. It's the only thing they do. I mean, McEwen looked okay, like I said uh, yesterday. Yeah, I noticed he was on the like ice. 13 forward. Advice. But uh, it's fucking brutal. That fourth line is going to be hilarious. To watch this year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fighting is going to be fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. When Deloria throws hands, I'm going to be screaming. But, I mean, watching him play hockey, that's going to suck. Yeah. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But, I mean, this is, it's going to be fucking brutal. It's going to suck. But, I'm, 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 I'm here for the fights. I mean, if, if, if you're going to fight, dudes, I will be screaming. Because I do like my, my hockey fights. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we've had a team that kind of has that fuck you in it. At the like, very yeah. least, hopefully we get that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would like to have that back. That would be that. <laughs> that'd be ideal. Because I mean, that's if you're not going to be good, 
if you're not going to win games, at least beat the shit out of other teams and let them know that it's not going to be easy when you come into this building, you know? Like, like have some fucking pride. Have some fucking dignity, you know? You're Meanwhile, playing... up in Ottawa, oh, Drew and Debray Cat, their chemistry is just like, it, it seems like they're going to be a duo for a, for a good bit here now. And they're talking to Debray Cat about an extension, which is well, probably going to get done soon. Of course <laughs> they are. And it, it's going to get done because they're going to have like a, a nice feel-good year here. You said, oh, and the vibes are going to be high, and this is just this is just great, dude. Anything that could have went wrong went wrong, and somehow we're still here. That's crazy. Do you know what I was thinking about the other day? Not to get off uh, topic, but Columbus Blue Jackets have a good roster, Danny. Dude, they have a, They're just a great team, like a great franchise in general, and it pisses me off because I I remember back when they were that like expansion poverty team that only had one playoff appearance in their history and now look at them i mean they they're just a well-ran team they they get themselves in and out of contention open up windows i mean for a market like columbus to open up windows that they have i mean that one year they had duchene mm-hmm. panarin pierre Rick luke jones Bobrovsky, yeah dubois i mean and now there looks like they're thrusting themselves right back into the mix like they're also they're building a great culture of themselves has David Yurichek made that team? Do you know? I have no clue. That would be crazy if he did because that defense is fun and really, 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 really interesting. I mean, that's the team that I – that's a dark horse team for me, man. They they seriously might – Actually, I wouldn't even be surprised if they were in the playoffs. I'm not even – No, I'm, do, I, I'm – uh, fourth, fourth in the Metro for me? Yeah, it's like seriously, man. Yeah, I can see, I can see them making like the East wild card. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, New, I, I think New Jersey's going to be obviously going to be pretty good. I mean, not New Jersey. I'm sorry. Uh, Carolina is going to be really good. You got the Rangers who are going to be good. I got Carolina and the Rangers in my top two. That's why I think number one, Carolina Rangers two. Um, you got Washington, who if they're healthy, can always put together just a monstrous year. Yeah. Pittsburgh in that in in that division, uh, they never go away, and I don't think they're going to go away. Because I mean, they got like R- like they got like Raquel, they just ex- they signed him to a nice extension. Obviously, Malkin went back. They got a guy, a lot of guys over there that could make a a, a splash, if you will. Yeah, the Penguins are just one of those teams. Like you'll believe it when you see it. Like I'll believe they won't be in the mix when I see it because I've said it for years. Oh, I think this is the year the Penguins decline, and I'm just I'm proven wrong every single time. I know, so dude. it's like the Brady thing. It's like all right, I'll just wait for him to fall off. Yeah, and that never it never happens. <laughs> yeah. Who do you have? If you had to go one through eight in the Metro, what would you? Oof. Yeah. Top two for me: Carolina, New York would be number Car- one. Yeah, Carolina two. number one. Carolina's probably my Cup favorite. This I'm gonna season. go something crazy. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Carolina, New York, Columbus, Washington, Pittsburgh, Islanders, New Jersey, Philly. Actually, New Jersey ahead of the Islanders. So, New Jersey, Philly, bottom two, again. Top three, Carolina, number two, Washington. Ooh. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. Because, like, dude, they're another team that just when you think they're dead, they're not. I yeah. guess I'll give it to the Rangers, number two. They had, they had a good year. Igor is just yeah. different. I mean, unless he falls off. That's the la- thing. He carried them last year. 
will they be able to to execute the same kind of season they had and have the same kind of success playing the same kind of hockey? Can he stand on his head like he did last year? Yeah, I mean, can he might just be Henrik Lundqvist 2.0, dude. Is he that good? We'll see. I hope not. That would be such bullshit. It really would be. I mean, it's the Flyers' luck, man. You go they from have Adam Henry- Fox, Adam Fox, Panarin, Vesna winner. Oh my god, it's disgusting. I know. So Carolina, New York. Who else? Who you got third? Washington, hmm. Pittsburgh. Cause I had Columbus. Mine. Pittsburgh. Pitts. I mean, they're another team. Like we just said, never goes away. They'll never go away as long as I've been alive. Pittsburgh's always been in my face, dude. Has ne- they've never not once been good in my lifetime. It's actually pretty sickening. Number four, Columbus. Five. Nice pick. Washington. Wash. Six. Devils. Seven. Islanders. Eight. Flyers. Yeah, I mean, at least we have. Uh, at least we agree on the fucking the last guys, right? Those are. They're not going to be good. <laughs> those guys are not going to be good. Nah, the Devils are one of those teams, like, I feel like, like, remember, like, they went on that streak of, like, winning the offseason for, like, three consecutive yeah, offseasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then never took the step. I mean, I'm excited to see Jack Hughes healthy. Definitely. Definitely excited to see that kid. I mean, that kid's a star. That kid's going to be really good for yeah. a really long time. I remember people were like, oh, yo, he's a bust. Because he didn't score 100 points his first season. Because people think everybody's Connor McDavid and come into the league and scores. Well, I mean, we're already seeing some of that now with uh, Montreal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like I there is cause for concern if your pick does look really bad in the preseason, but at the same time, people always overreact yeah. to a rookie's preseason. See, and I, 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 sorry to cut you off, but I don't even think he's having a, a, a bad preseason. And going into that draft, we all knew it wasn't, a particularly draft. good draft, yeah. So you knew these guys were probably going to take a little bit longer than most first-round picks are going to. Now, I will say I am glad that New Jersey seems to win the lottery in those type of years. They don't seem to win it, like, in a Bedard year. Or, like, it's Heischer. I mean, they did get Hughes. Yeah. And, and the other Hughes, both Hughes, they have. Like, Luke's going to be really good. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Devils are another team. I mean, they got Nemich as well. So, But thank God they, they didn't win that in, like, a year where there was, like, a McDavid or a Matthews. Or, or next year. I mean, that's a part of me hopes that they're actually pretty good next year so they don't get Bernard. So they stop winning the lottery? Yeah. Like, I don't want them anywhere near Bernard. Could you imagine them landing Bernard? Like, they, their rebuild would be completely over. They wouldn't even have to go do anything. I'm scared of them in the lottery. Like... I will never feel safe with them near us in the lottery. No, never. I'm, I'm not like you said five minutes ago. I don't feel safe with literally any of these teams in the metro. Every time I see any of these teams on the schedule that day, I'm gonna be like, "That's a fucking L." I'm, I'm betting against them. They're not going to win that game. And nobody on this, maybe the Islanders, maybe you catch them on a bad night. But even them, like, I think they're gonna be decent this year. I don't think they're gonna be good, but like. Decent. It just sucks because you remember the like 2019 20 when we were rolling. It's like we would see any team on the schedule, we'd be like, Boston, I'd bring them. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? That Tampa? type of confidence, scared, but let's go. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Or like Washington, we would see Washington on the schedule, even when they had some pretty damn good teams, like especially that year. And we were like, Bring them to us because we owned them. 
Yeah, that little stretch just, from like I have no confidence in any team, like for us to beat any team. I guess maybe the Coyotes, but even then, like they they're gonna give us a match, bro. I'll tell you that. Coyotes, that's gonna be the the bout of the century. Flyers versus Coyotes. I'm actually kind of excited to see what their their stadium looks like. Dude, did you see the articles from the other day? No, what it say? Players are just so upset about it. like players that they're saying they're talking about how terrible it is. Oh, like the like the insides and everything about it. Yeah, and stuff? just like doing training camp, like operating within it. Like they've early thoughts have came out and it's not good. Like they're really upset about it. I mean, I feel like we we all could have figured that. I mean, they're playing. We got professional athletes yeah. in a fucking <laughs> college stadium. Dude. Probably had some guy like shotgun and a beer out front of their like locker room. Or <laughs> yeah, you got that fucking nineteen year old kid <laughs> skipping his fucking What's up, class. Bro? What's up, dude? What are you doing? Who are you? Oh. I'm a Coyotes player. I have no idea what that yeah. is. I uh, actually I saw a meme today. It was a picture of, of Gary Bettman saying "I love you," and then it was like the picture next to it was uh, that meme dog with like a uh, a Coyotes emblem on it saying "Let me die," <laughs> 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 and it had me crying during lunch. It Seriously, was really fun. I know. I mean, this is like the crate like. They have been, like, the graveyard team for as long as I can remember. They're taking on contracts of players that played, like, 20 years ago. It's, I know. It's fucking hilarious. Like, I remember they traded, <laughs> for, they traded for Datsuk's contract in, like, 2018. Fucking, I, I swear they, they just did. picked up Pronger's deal in, like, two years ago. Yeah, we traded them Pronger's, uh, their Pronger's so, it's deal. It's so funny, dude. I know. I think, uh, I think they even, like, traded maybe for, I wanna, maybe even Henrik Zenderberg's deals at one point. I think they did. I think <laughs> they did. Dude, could you imagine your team being the team that takes on contracts of guys who hung the fucking skates you're up? You're just like a, you're like a, a loan shark. Like, imagine <laughs> yeah, your team is just, <laughs> your team is put into a league just to be like a broker, like a loan shark. <laughs> I know, bro. You're like, you're like the motel on the side of the road, dude. Like, for us, for instance, like, we're t- we talked about JVR the last two seasons. Our oh go-to God. response is, like, yeah, let's just ship them to Arizona. Like, it's just where <laughs> players go to rot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did we say last year, bro? Go play in front of college kids, please. Go enjoy that. He's another guy. We didn't even get to talk about him at all. We didn't even get to talk about Frost that that in depth. But uh, the whole JVR thing, uh, dude, he's been fucking invisible. He's played three games. Granted, he hasn't played five like guys like shocked? Frost. D- but, like, this was a training camp. Uh, no, I'm not shocked. But this was a training camp where I was like, dude, you're – you're one of the leaders on this team, and like we're trying to instill a new kind of culture, a new kind of accountability. You have to be one of these guys to stand up and be like, yo, guys, look at me. I'm a fucking leader. Young guys, look at me. I'm going to lead us through this, lead us through camp. And he has been – I haven't even heard his fucking name, like, in camp. I, I mean, I've been to camp a couple of times at the, uh, the skate zone, but invisible during games, and I haven't heard fucking shit from camp. So, I mean – Saving it for the fucking regular season, I'm hoping. <laughs> Knock on wood. But, I mean, hey, I mean, he's been fucking brutal. Yeah, couldn't agree more. <laughs> Nothing else to really add, right? Like, f- shit. Look at these yeah, like you said, I just haven't even noticed. I, I can't think of a moment in one of these preseason games where I've seen him fire a shot. Like, I don't know, get, get like a big rebound, almost score a goal, anything. Ooh, I do remember getting mad at him when he was on a rush with... Uh, Frost and Cates, I believe they were on like a three on two. JVR is on the at those uh the right wall skating down. 
defender kind of attacks him, and all he has to do is just put the puck in, in between, like, right between the uh, defender's stick on the Frost, and Frost and Keats have a 2-on-1, and he just dumps the puck in instead. And I was just like, dude, for a guy who's supposed to be a smart hockey player, and you do not see the ice as well as I th- think you probably should. <laughs> One of the most unsatisfying hockey players to watch. Like, he just doesn't make the, the play... The layout play, like even simple passes, like you said, you just gotta get on a defender's stick or between his yeah. legs, or maybe you gotta put some sauce on it. He just, he just doesn't do it. He's just invisible. Completely. I mean, like we said, if he's not doing, he's like Hodgson. If he's not like, scoring goals, he's not doing anything. Yeah, I mean Hodgson is fucking brutal, dude. I mean, I don't let's even... talk about Frost a little bit though. Yeah, go ahead. Because I mean, I, I guess he's a bright spot. I mean, I really would have liked it seeing him put a stamp on it personally, but I have liked what I've seen. I mean, for for him to come out, and I also like the fact that the team is just like I like that he just made the team. Definitely there wasn't any. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's been one of the best players in the. Yeah, he the came team. out, had a good camp, and that, that's what you wanted to see out of a guy like Frost. It would have been concerning if he started off rough here. Three assists. Could have had a couple goals. I think he missed that one open net. Had a breakaway in tight, right? He did another had, time. The, the game we didn't wasn't on TV or wasn't streaming. He had a a one on one with a goalie and got robbed apparently. But but as uh, willing, he's willing to get into contact more. Big time. He's winning those contact battles now. It's good to see. Yeah, he wants them. Yeah, I like mean, his edges along the boards have been so impressive to watch, especially yesterday. I mean, I thought yesterday didn't even register a point, and we just got done saying hey, he's been leading the. The whole preseason with three points in five games, but yesterday against the Islanders didn't have a point. But I mean, personally, I thought it was his best game overall. His work along the boards, his his plays in the, the in the neutral zone to calm things down and hit an outlet pass. I mean, it's just so so calming, and just his skill is just so immense. It's so fun to watch. I mean, I just think the more comfortable he gets, the more he's going to blossom. So um, it's good. It's good that the coach sees that like yeah. going into the year. Like it's it, it's pretty clear now that Frost is going to be. He's Hopefully here. Trust it in big yeah. spots. Like he's going to be a big part of this team. Like you said, he's here. He can't get sent down. So I mean, he's here. He's part of the that, team. That play where he shrugged that guy off behind the net, got the puck, and then sent it out in front to I think McEwen, but I'm not. Wasn't McEwen. Sure. No, you're right. It was kind of blocked by like the referee, the pass itself. But yeah, that was a nice play, man. I mean, one of the one of his first shifts of the night sprints sprints down to the. Offensive zone behind the net, stick lifts the die and and throws the puck out front. I mean, it was a beautiful play. I mean, he's been he's been impressive. He has been. I mean, he hasn't blown the doors down. Nobody has, but he's been one of the best players in camp, along with Cates, um, along yeah. with. Erickson. And he's really set the tone to just progress forward. Like I think, yeah, he's gonna get more comfortable. And as we get more regulars in the lineup, absolutely, and he improves, he's gonna be playing with those regulars and hopefully on the power play. It's, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch that for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, me personally, I think he's 2C right now. I mean, I have JVR, Hayes, Konechny as my first line, unless you want to throw Noah Cates up there with Hayes and Konechny. Um, but my second line is Noah Cates, Frost, Atkinson. I mean, you put Atkinson next to Frost and Cates, I think that would be a, a, an actually a pretty fun line to watch. And then Allison, Lawton, Tippett as the third line with Delorier, uh, Jackson, Cates, and McEwen as the fourth. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. We're finally here, regular season hockey. Finally, Danny. Preseason hockey's over. We can finally watch hockey that matters. Finally. Just wish it mattered a little bit more. 
Yeah. But wish I had a little bit more expectation. I know what you mean. Is that all for this episode? Yeah, I think that's it. We'll be back next week towards the beginning. Um, I mean, towards the very close to the season opener next week. Should we week. do one before it? Well, we actually have a little bit of a, a surprise next week that we will be uh, letting our viewers know on Twitter. So follow us on there. Um, we do have something in store for you guys. So uh, stay tuned for that. But, yeah, we'll definitely have something out before the, the season opener. So uh, we'll have more of an in-depth season review, uh, season preview, who's going to lead the team in goals, points, fights, all that kind of stuff. So should be fun. Well, this has been episode 85. Follow us on all socials at the Liberty L. Follow me on Twitter at T-O-I Danny and Chris at Chris Stumps. Come on, go Phils, baby.